0: Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Boyson, and host of Inside Personal Growth. And we have Susan Shumsky, Doctor of Divinity, joining us from Pennsylvania. We don't know where in Pennsylvania, but she's, she's there. And we're going to be speaking with her today about her new book called Prosperity Meditations. And boy, considering the world we're living in today, we were just talking, uh, we all could... This book, this is a book you should rush out and buy to start to uh, bring in more abundance into your life. Everyday Practices to Create an Abundant Life. Susan, how are you this lovely, beautiful afternoon? Uh, It's obviously almost evening your time, but how are you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How are you?
0: Wonderful. And we appreciate having you on the show. Uh, to share some of your wisdom and insight with our listeners uh, about Prosperity Meditations. But most well, th- Thanks so much for inviting me, Greg. Oh, you're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. I appreciate you. And I'm going to tell the listeners uh, just a little bit about you. She does have a long bio at her website. And if you want to know more about Susan, you can go to divinerevelation.org, dot org. That's the website. But she is a best-selling author, 20 books in English, 36 foreign editions, winner of 42 prestigious book awards, foremost spiritual expert, and highly acclaimed, greatly respected professional speaker, has decades of experience as an educator in the consciousness field. Her books include Divine Revelation, uh, which was in 1996, Miracle Prayer, Random House, uh, Exploring Meditation, Ascension, Instant Healing, The Power of Auras, The Big Book of Chakras, Awaken Your Third Eye, Awaken Your Divine Intuition, Color Your Chakras, Third Eye Meditations, Earth Energy Meditations, Prosperity Meditations, which is the one we're going to speak about today. Uh, for two decades, she studied in the Swiss Alps and the Himalayans, and around the world under the guidance of Maharishi Yogi, Guru of the Beatles, Guru to Deepak Chokar. She served on Maharishi's personal staff for six years. Uh, She is a doctor of divinity, has taught meditation, intuition, yoga, and spiritual enlightenment as a true new thought pioneer. She's done over 700 speaking engagements and over 1,300 media appearances since her first book was published, including Alan Combs on Fox News, Coast to Coast AM, and George Nori. Well, you've been around, Susan. You have a just a plethora of background. If my people want to actually learn more, you're going to see uh, several videos that she's posted as well at the website, uh, which are very important. Some of them interviews, um, but it's a website that literally just gives you more information about her books, her lectures, what she's doing, where she's at. Um, The book that's at the top right now is obviously Prosperity Meditations, but also Earth Energy Meditations. So Susan, you know, tell us why you wrote Prosperity Meditations and how do you hope the readers of this book uh, will benefit with relation to the beliefs about abundance and money because it's, it's all around our beliefs. It's what we, you know, whether we picked it up from childhood, from our parents, and we drug it forward. But we have these beliefs around abundance and um, and money, and in and as you said in your book, um, some people believe money is evil. Um, probably not the best thing to be running around with. So tell us what you'd like to help people today achieve as a result of doing the meditations.
1: Right. So uh, abundance, abundance in life—that's what we all need, and. The fact is that many people have been brainwashed to believe that money is bad, money is evil. So I wrote the book to help those of us who are spiritual people, spiritual seekers, because many people who are spiritual have this belief that if they are poor, that makes them better, (laughs) makes them more spiritual. And they have the belief that the old beliefs that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to attain the kingdom of heaven. And that uh, money is uh, not something that they want to have in their life, that it it just causes problems. But the reality is that those of us who are spiritual, who have the uh, thoughts of humanity in mind, who wish to create a better world, wouldn't we be more effective in the world, creating a better world, if we had more resources at our command? So that's the reason why I wrote this book, to help those of us who really have the interests of humanity at heart, who really want this world to be a, a world of peace, a world of prosperity for all, a world of abundance. And you know we can do it well, because like we are you're... creating our reality ourselves.
0: Yeah, and somebody like yourself who spent so much time with Maharishi uh, in ashrams uh, and living a really, really deep spiritual life, um, you know, you're, you're kind of of the world, not in the world. And, you know, when you are more that way, um, the focus isn't on monetary uh, riches, Right. Uh, it's more on how do I deepen my um, uh, my connection with a higher source, right? And so speak with us a little bit about that, because I see the book behind you, Maharishi and Me. Uh, the reality is those experiences are just phenomenal experiences for most people. Um, and you come with a doctor of divinity, and so how has that set your own tone with relation to money, wealth, abundance?
1: Yes. Well, I've never really been interested in money as being the source of happiness. <laughs> because true happiness comes from within. So all that I ever saw throughout my life was to achieve inner peace, to achieve inner happiness. And I did that through many years of meditation, through spiritual study and so on. So really money was never a huge issue in my life. It wasn't really that important to me. Uh, The reality is that this book, Prosperity Meditations, and that's just to create money. It says everyday practices to create an abundant life. That means abundance on all levels, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and in all areas of life, not only finance, but also a career, also relationships, love, happiness, home, in all different areas to create an abundant life, to have an unlimited life.
0: Right. And, and, you know, if you look at the Eastern philosophies, the ashrams you were in, in Maharishi, um, Buddhism speaks about the four noble truths. And one of those truths is the attachment, right? Our attachment to things. how would you address because I just interviewed dr. Roger Walsh who wrote a book on um, the spiritual principles and he's a teacher like you are as well and we have this discussion and it's really interesting because if you take that kind of vow of non-attachment uh, no matter what you're accumulating all these things you accumulate around you when we talk about material things we'll speak about the spiritual side in a minute um. It, it's a challenge, right? But you mentioned in the book that we have been brainwashed to believe that money is evil. There's nothing inherently evil about money. You say that the truth is money is power, the power to be effective in the world and fulfill our highest aspirations. Um, So, you, you know, using some of your ageless methods, can you help people shift this belief about all this abundance in their life, whether it's money, whether it's love, whether it's physical health, whether it's whatever it is, what, I mean, the book has got all these various segments in it, which I love about meditations in each of those areas, right? And then affirmations in each of those areas, right? There were, there's great affirmations in the book. There's great meditations in the book. There's, it's an awesome place for people to, I call prime the fire, you know start you know it's it's kindling for the fire right so speak with us what about it address this how do i stay not attached but at the same time have abundance and an abundance in a in a whole person element
1: right well fullness comes from within so whatever is around us whether we have a lot of things, whether we have few things, <laughs> no matter what situation we are in, uh, the the real happiness, the real fullness, is our own state of being. It's our own consciousness. I call it prosperity consciousness. Prosperity consciousness means having infinite awareness, being having unbounded awareness. And if you are centered within yourself, if you're feeling, Uh, settled if you're feeling whole if you're feeling a sense of well-being a sense of peace then you are infinitely abundant that's that really is the truth no matter where you are or what your circumstances are so attachment comes from uh seeking in the external world for your happiness looking outwards for trying to get happiness from out outside of yourself and that that will never work
0: well i think in a lot of the practices they talk about cravings getting rid of these cravings that you have you know and you just said infinity and you said embrace this how can you help the listeners create this heightened state of consciousness and what are some of the practices that they could use because this is all about we always speak about elevation of consciousness and for a lot of people I, I kind of look at it, and maybe you do. This is a blending of being able to live with the ego, but at the same time, I have the subconscious mind w- work in, in conjunction with that, because I'm talking now on more of a the way our mind works. Then there's the whole other realm, the astral realms, which we could speak about. But most people are dealing with just the hard facts of, How do I work with my subconscious? How do I work with my conscious? How do I elevate it? How do I make myself better? What are some of the practices? Because you have lots of them in the book.
1: Right. In the book, Prosperity Meditations, there is first and foremost guided meditation. Guided meditation is the easiest way for people to meditate, especially people who think that they, quote unquote, can't meditate. (laughs) The reality is that anyone can meditate if they practice guided meditations. What I suggest is that uh, what readers do is just um, open to a meditation that you want to practice in the book and then record it onto a, a device such as your computer and then sit comfortably, get into a really comfortable position, a quiet place where you won't be disturbed. And comfort is the most important thing about meditation. And then just start the playback and close your eyes and allow your own voice to guide you into meditation. So guided meditation is first and foremost, the best way for people to experience this unbounded awareness, this uh, inner peace and so on. Then also in the book, there are affirmations and affirmations. What they do is really create things effectively in the world. And whenever you do an affirmation, I suggest that you speak uh, audibly, not just read it, but speak it audibly and speak it in a powerful voice with conviction and speak as though your higher self. Just pretend as though your higher self is speaking through you, not your ego self, but the big self, the big S self is speaking through you. Then also in the book, there are mantras. And mantras, really, they're just affirmations, but in Sanskrit. So (laughs) there's also mantras in the book. And uh, there's also visualizations. Visualizations mean that, uh, once again, it's a type of guided meditation where you are visualizing the goals that you wish to attain. And in the book, there are certain exercises, certain things that you can do. Uh, Little things like creating a vision scrapbook, for example. Uh, This is a way that you can manifest your dreams and desires. So there's so many uh, different ways for you to manifest abundance in your life through using the book Prosperity Meditations.
0: Well, on page 103, you call it Prosperous Bank Account 1. You've got lots of these. But, you know, it starts out, I am blessed of the Lord, which uh, which had made heaven and earth. I delight in the Lord who gives me the desires of my heart. Um, I remember the Lord, my God, who gives me power to get well. And it goes on. And for my listeners, um, as she's saying, take these and read them audibly. Read them into like, you know, we're creating a podcast here. It's so easy anymore to record anything. And then play those back on your phone. Play them back on whatever device you want to play them on. But the point is, recording them is easy, and that's a great thing. Also, writing, uh, journaling, uh, is an excellent way to do it because handwritten, whether it's handwritten or it's typed, and then you read it after you type it. I think it's fine. Do you agree with that? Either way? Uh, You know,
1: it really depends on the individual. Some people find this more effective for them to speak audibly. Other people find this really effective to write. And I recommend writing actually with a pen or, right. or pencil or whatever, an actual writing tool rather than typing. Uh, it just gives you, your body gets in, more involved in it. And so there's many ways, whatever works for you, you know, really.
0: Well, I think, you know, just for the listeners who are digitally inclined, you know, there's so many writing applications like on your iPad or on your samsung tablet or whatever and what's cool about it and it just this is from a process standpoint you can hand write it you can turn it into a pdf and then you literally can have the handwritten note you can print it out so it's pretty cool uh there's yeah. a lot of ways you can do it you say that i'm certain that all the listeners or i did that the listeners would love to find more happiness in their lives we live in a world of uncertainty which we just talked about And it influences our psyche and our attitude, obviously. Um, It's very easy these days to get um, down and depressed unless you've just turned the news off completely or you don't read a feed across your phone, but you're finding something new every day happening. What are some of the meditations and affirmations that can be used to sustain this attitude of gratitude, happiness, love, and joy? Uh, okay,
1: well, let's read one. How about happiness?
0: Okay.
1: Happiness affirmation. It goes like this. I now choose to be happy. Even the, in the midst of challenges, I rise to the occasion and I'm happy. Even when blocked by obstacles, I find a way around them and I am happy. Even when beset with problems, I find solutions to everyone and I am happy. Even when everyone seems against me, I stand strong in myself, and I am happy. Even when I feel weak, my higher self is invincible, and I am happy. Even when my life seems in shambles, I affirm divine order, and I am happy. Even when I feel unhappy, I know of outer circumstances do not determine inner happiness, and I am happy. Even when I experience a devastating loss, I find a way to reverse it, and I am happy. Even when I feel betrayed and stabbed in the back, I am forgiving, and I am happy. Even when I feel impoverished, I have the power to change my circumstances, and I am happy. Even when I butt my head against a wall without success, I can fulfill my desires with relentless determination, and I am happy. Even when it seems no one loves me, I know God loves me, and I am happy. Even when I feel alone, I know God is with me always, and I am happy. Even when there seems no reason to be happy, I find something to be grateful for, and I am happy. I do not wait until my life is easy before I decide to be happy. I love everyone and everything in my life, and I
0: am happy. Hey, let's do that with a smile. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I don't know how many times you said I am happy with the accent on I am happy. But just the pure fact that you're repeating to your subconscious and your conscious mind that you are happy. You you must have said it 20 times during that. But Mm -hmm. the point is, is that that emphasis on I am happy and repeating that actually is like a mantra you know we've talked about we've talked about you know affirmations but mantras would be repeating something like that like you just did i'd actually look at that as a little bit of a mantra susie it's
1: a mantra and the important thing for us to understand is that uh buddha said one time in fact it's the very first verse of first chapter of the dhammapada which is arguably the most important scripture in buddhism He says, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. And I'm going to say that again. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. And then he goes on to say, if a person speaks or acts with a pure thought, then happiness follows him or her. If a person speaks or acts with an impure thought, then unhappiness follows him or her. So what he's telling us is that we create our own destiny, our own reality, day day by day, moment by moment, through every thought, every word, and every deed. So we are creating our destiny ourselves. Uh, We are not victims. We are volunteers. We've created it. We've created our situations that we're in. And we didn't create it consciously, as you point out, Greg. It is our unconscious mind that is determining our destiny. So that's why the repetition of mantras, the repetition of affirmations can help us because it really works on changing the subconscious mind. And so does meditation as well. And Jesus once said, we are not defiled by what we put into our mouth. We are defiled by what comes out of our mouth. So he's telling us the same thing that our words have tremendous power. And whenever we use the words, I am, it's very important that what we say after we say those words is something that we want to own, something we want to draw into our life. Because we are manifesting every time that I am phrase has the power of manifestation. And we are manifesting. Do we want to manifest? Oh, I'm so unhappy. I'm so sad. I'm so poor. I'm so... Overweight. Do we want to manifest that or do we want to fa- manifest? I am filled with light. I am joyous. I am happy. I am wealthy. I am healthy. The vibration is completely well, you know, different I, when I you say positive statements.
0: I remember going to a conference in Palm Springs and it was the guy, it wasn't uh, Ken Wilbur, because Ken's been on the show, lines, levels, consciousness levels, where people vibrate at. Um it was another one. Is it Hawkins? Yes, it was Hawkins. Um you know, he's he mentioned that as the that so few people vibrate at the level of a of a Dalai Lama or of a Jesus Christ or of whatever. And that the majority of the population is vibrating at levels which are just extremely low. Um, and you you have to think to yourself during these times, and I know we're off topic a little bit here, but we're really not. Um, somebody like Putin, throughout the course of his life, how he spoke, how he did what he did. Um, my question for you would be, um, what do you think somebody like that and many of these world leaders who rise to power had the ability to rise to power and convince enough people, or demand whatever they demanded, and then be such low vibrating levels of people and evil.
1: Mm -hmm. Whatever we place our attention on grows stronger in our life. That's one of the major laws of the universe. It's a law of increase. So whatever it is that we focus on, whatever it is that we desire, that's exactly what happens to us. So if a person desires and only thinks about a world domination and only thinks about their ego uh, megalomania sort of thing, that's exactly what they're going to create in their life. We have, mm-hmm. free, we have free choice. We have free will. Yeah. We are creating our own destiny.
0: Well, you know, you tell a great story about a wise advice you received from a Vedic astrologer about how to increase your fortune. I remember that story. Um, can you tell the story and give my listeners some advice on how to increase their fortunes, no matter what kind of fortune it is? But the Vedic had some great advice for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he actually advised me to take a look at my life to reflect. And he said, "What have you done in your life that has created the greatest money? <laughs> what have you ever done something where you had like a windfall where you made a lot of money?" You had a huge so event. I, <laughs> so so I thought I thought about it, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I realized that there was one time when there was a big conference that was being scheduled for a place that uh, only held a, a small number of people to stay overnight. Uh, it had enough space for the actual conference to go on, for the people to sit in a room and and enjoy the conference, but there weren't, wasn't enough sleeping accommodations. So I thought, well, why don't I just call up some hotels and reserve some hotel rooms and then sell those hotel rooms to these people? So that's exactly what I did. And I was fairly young at the time. So, uh, So it was the first time I ever really made a lot of money all at once. And it was more money than I had ever made in my life it, by doing something very simple. It didn't really take all that much time. So as a result of that, uh, that was how I came to the idea through talking to this Vedic astrologer. That's how I came to the idea of starting Divine Travels, where I would uh, take people to sacred destinations on tours. And that evolved into taking people on cruise ships, uh, conferences at sea. So that is how my company, Divine Travels, began. And um, yeah. Not, so not of late
0: still. on cruise ships as much. Right. I'm, not <laughs> of late on cruise ships. <laughs> You're probably okay not being on the cruise ship as of late. Well, look, we've talked about affirmations. We've talked about mantras. We've talked about meditation. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people have boards they visualize on. And let's talk about visualization now. And you speak that the power of visualizations and using what you call miracle-making visualizations. Um, a lot of people, you know, cut out magazines and pictures and paste them together and create a, a board. Um, how do you recommend using visualization to manifest abundance in all areas of your life? Let's not just talk about abundance money, but just abundance in all areas. Of your life.
1: Right. Yeah, so uh, some people are really good at visualizing, at sitting down, closing their eyes, and imagining in their mind's eye the thing that they want to create. Uh, Actually, strangely, I'm really not very good at that. (laughs) Uh, Or I haven't been (laughs) up until now. I don't want to make the affirmation I am. Uh, So so I have not been in the past uh, very good at that even though I'm an artist and even though I have incredible spiritual experiences whenever I meditate, I get visions all the time, visions of divine beings, visions of celestial realms, visions of light, all kinds of visions, but actually sitting down and imagining a screen in my inner eye and then putting a picture on that screen or a movie on that screen and uh, manifesting things that way. And I have not had really great success at that. Uh, I, so haven't, what I, found,
0: either. I haven't what I have oh, so interesting. I'm, I'm so what you.
1: I found is that creating a vision board or a vision scrapbook, now that really works. Because what you're doing is you're cutting out uh, pictures from magazines or downloading pictures from the internet. And then you're placing them onto a board. Or I like the scrapbook idea. Because each page of your scrapbook could be a different subject. So you have on one page home, another page you have money, another page you have career, another page you have relationships, another page you have uh, health uh, children, you have health, different different things in your scrapbook. So uh, I recommend creating a vision scrapbook and writing some affirmations on the pages. And also, I suggest maybe having a picture of your higher power on the top of the each page and maybe making rays going down from your higher power onto the pictures that are in your vision scrapbook. And then every night, just before you go to bed, just look through, just thumb through your vision scrapbook and look at the pictures and say the affirmations audibly with a confident and strong voice. And uh, I think you'll find that this is a miracle making method. <laughs>
0: Well, it sounds really interesting this scrapbook idea and um you know I've I've seen the vision boards and I've seen things people have done and I think segmenting it out like that into categories is is a good idea. And you state that there's yeah, you state there's no limit to our our good and that we deserve all the luxuries that we desire and what we have and that we have the power to make our dreams come true. Um how do we reprogram our beliefs about Again, abundance—whether it's wealth, money, love—you know, whatever it is—we want health in our life to have a more plentiful life overall. Because now we're talking about beliefs. Beliefs frequently are pretty strong. Uh, many people's beliefs turn into truths, but they're not always—they're not always the highest spiritual truths. They're their truths, okay. Um, so how would you address that?
1: Well, I have many techniques to address that, but let's start with this one. This particular affirmation that I recommend. I am in control. I am one with God. I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I close off my aura and body of light to the lower astral levels of mind, and I open to the spiritual world. Thank you, God, and so it is. So what that affirmation does immediately shifts your entire consciousness. It takes you to a higher vibration. It, I could just feel the love and light just pouring into me as I was saying those words. And I think that you'll find that this affirmation can change your life very, very quickly. And I suggest that you do it every day.
0: Well, you know, I know a lot of people out there have an app on their phone and it has meditations and affirmations from Deepak, right? And when you do these in your voice, not Susan's voice, you just heard Susan's voice. I think it's important what she said right off the bat that you record these yourself. Uh, there's nothing like listening to your own voice. I know I've done 900 and something podcasts. And when I play back the podcasts, it's real interesting for me to listen to my own voice. <laughs> um, you know, it it really is. And then I have people that, like today I had a phone call and this happens frequently. They think that I'm a woman because my voice is high uh and, <laughs> I, yeah, I know said that at all <laughs> yeah they do they do they got that I, well it happens on the phone a lot believe me yeah. a lot but you know i always tell people you know that i have this ability and have almost all my life i'm pretty balanced between the feminine and masculine so if they say that to me i say well i'm just balanced between my feminine and my masculine <laughs> <laughs> exactly so, uh, so could you speak with our listeners about the law of compensation, the law of increase and the law of circulation and how these laws really work? Because you mentioned them in the book um, and I'd love for you to address these for the listeners.
1: OK, so the law of compensation sa- states that you'll always be compensated for your efforts and the contributions that you make. In other words, it's really the law of karma as you sow, so shall you reap, right? Uh, whether you, it, you notice a result immediately, maybe immediate, but
0: or it a, might more not often,
1: it's, it's, it's much later, that that comes back. So whatever you're putting out into the universe is exactly what comes back to you. So for example, if you throw a stone into the center of a pond, the ripples go out from that stone, and to the edge of the pond and then they come back to the center. So it is, uh, it is done unto you as you believe that's what Jesus said. And so what we are creating, what we're manifesting through every thought, every word and every deed comes back. And so if you're creating good, if you're creating a good vibration, if you're vibrating love and light and happiness into the universe, that's exactly, uh, it will come back to you.
0: So now how about the law of increase, Susan? What is that all about?
1: Yeah, the law of increase states whatever you put your attention and intention on grows stronger in your life. I did mention that before when we were talking about Putin. The reality is that whatever we focus on in life, that's what manifests. Uh, I've always, throughout my life, my technique for manifestation is to decide on something to make a final and firm decision on whatever it is that I want to manifest and to persevere doggedly with determination, with persistence, with resolve, not ever imagining for one moment that I won't create it. So that's the way I've created so many things in my life is simply through making a final decision and placing attention and intention on that. And that's really a Very powerful technique for manifestation. I think
0: think it's important, though, to note, and I will note this, and and you can either agree or disagree with me, but, you know, we we put these things out and we want to manifest them. They don't always manifest exactly like we expect them to, but they do manifest and you need to look for that, right? Because it doesn't Uh, always happen the way you think it's going to happen.
1: Right. I'm really glad you brought that up. Because it also brings up another issue, and that is that many people, because they read the secret and they learned about the law of attraction, what they do is they make a laundry list. Okay, I'm going to manifest this and this and this and this and this. And then they go out and with determination and they manifest all these things. And then when they're done, they look at it and they say, well, but I didn't really want that. And I didn't want all the troubles that came with that. Why did I try to get that in the first place? So that's why it's really important, I think, that the first step in any type of goal setting or manifestation, the first step, in my opinion, should be that you meditate and ask a spirit and find out what your mission is, what your purpose is, why you're here, what you're supposed to be doing, and then make your laundry list. These are the things uh, that I need to do in order to fulfill my destiny, in order to fulfill my true mission and my true purpose in life. Yeah, I would agree
0: with you. And then the law of circulation, you want to end with that? The law of
1: circulation states when you circulate substance, you keep the river of prosperity flowing. When you circulate money freely, more money flows into your life. So it's a law of circulation of wealth. In other words, not to hold on tightly and be miserly, but to allow the money to flow and then money will flow back.
0: That's why it's called currency.
1: Currency. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, because it's supposed to flow. That is yeah,
1: the, currency. That's the
0: idea. That's like what that. we call it. Currency. I like that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It has on it in God we trust. So, but really it should say the God within we trust. Uh, <laughs> because the reality is you were the one that manifested it. And you are the one that will put it back into circulation. Um, So that is, I love what Susan is saying here. Now, Susan, in wrapping up this interview about your book, Prosperity Meditations, and I'm going to hold this up for my listeners again, uh, we'll put a link to Amazon for you to go get the book. We'll put a link to Susan's website as well, because as you can see behind her head, there's lots of other books you might be interested in as well. Um... I would love personally to read The Maharishi and Me because I yeah. think that would be fascinating. <laughs> Susan, your book's filled with great advice, tools, and food for thought. Um, what are the three takeaways that my listeners can apply to their lives today to transform their beliefs, their actions, whatever, to put more uh, plentifulness and abundance in their life In in every area of their life, what three things would you tell them?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I would tell them that to use the book Prosperity Meditations to actually use it and to do the methods in the book, because it will transform your life very quickly. Uh, But here are the takeaways. Uh, The bad news is that you created your situation through your search. You have created your own situation and circumstances through your own thoughts, primarily your words and your deeds. Those three things have created your reality. That's the bad news. The good news is that you created this yourself. The the good news is the same as the bad news because of the fact that you created it yourself. That means you can change it yourself. You have the power to change it yourself through changing your thoughts your words, and your deeds.
0: Principle so number first, one, we're 100%, we're 100% responsible for our own thoughts and our own actions.
1: Exactly, so you are 100% responsible.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anything else you want to say?
1: Yeah, that was number one. Number two <laughs> is that money goes where it's welcomed and it stays where it's well-treated. Okay. So if you push money away, which a lot of people do, especially subconsciously, because we have these, we've been brainwashed with these beliefs that money is evil. If we push it away subconsciously, it won't feel welcomed, it won't come to us. So money goes where it's welcomed. That's two. Number three, this book provides practices to create an abundant life on all levels, not just money. So health, happiness, uh relationships, love, every area of life should be unlimited, not limited to our own negative beliefs, habits, and conditioning, unlimited life.
0: Well, those are great pieces of advice. The first one you said, which is pick up the book, but more than just picking it up, read the meditations and record the meditations and then play the meditations back for yourself. Because those are what are going to make a significant difference. Uh, I would also add to it, you know, the mantra thing that you were saying, um, you know, I am happiness. It's just whatever that mantra is to change your vibratory level is so important. And those things do help you in shifting your vibratory level. And the other thing I would say is, you know, your gratitude journal or any journaling you're doing. And the other thing she said was this scrapbook with the different segments in it. All of those were wonderful takeaways that I took away from this interview. And I want to thank you for spending time with our listeners and sharing some of yourself and some of your thoughts and your ideas and your wisdom and knowledge about how to transform our lives to have a more plentiful life in every area of our life, whatever it might be. Namaste to you, Susan. Thanks for for being on the show. And thanks for spending a few minutes uh, with the listeners at Inside Personal Growth. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast on Inside Personal Growth. We appreciate your support. And for more information about new podcasts, please go to InsidePersonalGrowth.com or any of your favorite channels to listen to our podcast. Thanks again, and have a wonderful day.